Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. And welcome back, everybody. This is the second hour of Oilers Now. It's 105 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer down at Rogers Place. Brendan Escott back in the 6.30 Chad Studios. Oilers Now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Don't spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Your all-in-one convenient location is digitex.ca. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. In this hour, to uh, talk about his book, There and Gone, former Edmonton Oilers television play-by-play voice, Bruce Buchanan. We'll also have a one-on-one conversation with uh, Tomas Yurko. And we'll have NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. Now, you can text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line. Not your small-town dealership with a new huge state-of-the-art facility out in Fort Saskatchewan. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. Tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer and Brendan at Brendan Escott. Two, NHL today for elite promotional marketing. Elite Promotional Marketing, more than just sportswear. Elite Promotional Marketing, building tailored branded programs for your team or business where your order is done on time every time. Elite Promotional Marketing. Here's Brendan Escott. Thanks, Bob. Well, the Ottawa Senators made a big move today, signing defenseman Thomas Shabbat to an eight-year, $64 million contract. That is an $8 million AAV. He put up 23 goals and 80 points over 134 career NHL games thus far. The Leafs inking 2019 second-rounder Nicholas Robertson to an entry-level contract this morning as well. He was a point-per-game player for Peterborough last season in the OHL. Sabres D-man Brandon Montour will miss the rest of the preseason with a hand injury. They are going to reevaluate him after the exhibition schedule. Flames restricted free agent holdout Matthew Kachuk reportedly skating with the London Knights as that holdout is continuing through uh, Flames training camp. The Edmonton Oil Kings opening the regular season this weekend. Saturday is the front half of a home-and-home down in Red Deer. They're back at Rogers Place on Sunday afternoon. And the U of A Golden Bears, a pair of exhibition games, won uh, here on... On Friday at the Claire Drake, the other down in Calgary against the Dinos, Bob. What's going on with the Sherwood Park Crusaders and the AJHL? They are, well, they just beat the Drayton Valley Thunder on Tuesday night to move to 3-0. and they got a pair of home games this weekend. White Court tomorrow night and then Fort McMurray in town on Saturday, both at the Sherwood Park Arena. Now, who's coaching White Court? Is that Eric Thurston's team? Thurston is Drayton Valley. Oh, they have a new head coach in White Court because Gord Thibodeau has stepped away last year. Okay, uh, Gord. Uh, I don't. I'm trying to think if Gord overlapped Eric. Uh, Eric was at the U of A '85, '86. I think Gord. Oh, I don't. I know Gord was definitely on the team '88, uh, '89. And I'm just trying to think if he was with Fort Saskatchewan and the AJ as a player, or uh, playing with the Bears program because I thought he was like year three in '88, '89. So Eric was the freshman of the year in '85, '86. Uh, Timido, very successful AJHL coach. Eric Thurston in his second year 
and there's always challenges. I mean, it, Brennan, it's it's funny. I, I, there's stories where if you didn't play, you know, if the team was run by a board, if you didn't play this board member's son, you got fired. I know that occurred in St. Albert in the mid-1980s with a guy who would make it to the NHL as a, an assistant coach one day. Um and so it's always interesting to me. Uh, who are the top Sherwood Park, the power Sherwood Park and Spruce Grove, the two powers uh, in the North Division this year? And I think that's probably safe to say, though. Bonneville is going to have uh, something to say about that. No, honestly, White Court for for what was a pretty quick rebuild for them, they might have uh, a couple things to say up near the top of the North Division. But typically, you don't. You, there's a, quite a bit of parity with the same sort of teams up at the top. Now we move Bruce Buchanan from Friday to today, and uh, Bruce is. Uh, driving in for an event in Edmonton. He'll be telling you about that at 135 again. Uh, he's written a book about his career, which should be uh, very interesting. Uh, tomorrow, uh, we will tell you, we have Wayne Gretzky on the show, uh, along with uh, Elliot Friedman for Friends at River Creek Resort and Casino, Mark Spector for Horse Racing Alberta, uh, Standard Bed Racing, Friday nights, Sunday days, out at Century Mile, and Brent Sutter to set up the home-and-home home between the uh, Edmonton Oil Kings and the Red Deer Rebels. We always love getting Brent on the show as well, and we have a lot of listeners uh, in Red Deer. Uh, I know I get texts every day from the folks in Denver, Denver or Red Deer. Uh, we're still getting... Uh, did I say Denver? I, I meant Red Deer. Uh, we're still... Uh, Bob, where's Brian Burke from Brad in Edmonton? Brad, fair question. Brian Burke starts next Thursday. And, uh, Brendan, you've uh, obviously, obviously committed to that, so we have that. Uh, Again, uh, we were asking, worst movie ever. Mark out of Bonneville says The Blob. Uh, We've got multiple votes for Dude, Where's My Car? Most pathetic movie I've ever seen out of Edmonton. (laughs) Uh, So a lot of people didn't like that. And there was a surprise. Is it a a young thing that they don't like Will Ferrell now? Will Ferrell's just not cool anymore? Uh, Steven, hey, stop, stick to hockey. Uh, I feel that Chris Russell and Matt Benning are now standing in the way of other defensemen. I, I feel that Lagason, Person, Jones, and Bear are, are far better options. Uh, well, there's something to be said for experience, and in fairness to Chris Russell, he hasn't had a chance to play a uh, pre-game, uh, preseason game yet. Bob, worst movie all time, Caddyshack 2. Trent says worst movie all time out of Stetler. Men who stare at goats with George Clooney. <laughs> Uh, Battlefield Earth and The Wicker Man with Nicolas Cage are easily two of the worst movies ever made. I saw The Wicker Man. Was that the remake of the original Wicker Man? I think it was. Um, Lots of stuff. Uh, Adam says, Bob, regarding Brian Burke, love Brian Burke and Sweet Lou on the show. Keep up the great work, guys, while we're still... uh we're still uh, trying to uh, endeavor to get better, but uh, yes, uh, Brian will be starting again next Thursday on orders. Now, Bob, did you just say that Bruce Buchanan will be on show? The Bruce Buchanan from ITV. Indeed. Bruce is coming up in 23 minutes' time. Let's get to our one-on-one conversation with the winners forward, Tomasz Yurko. Well, you only get one chance to make a first impression. That's a saying, and you did that in your first preseason game. Uh, maybe just talk to us a bit about the opportunity you feel that is here in Edmonton. Uh, I feel, you know, uh, the chance is uh, a chance to play is big here, and uh, uh, but it's it's never easy, you know. It's uh, you have a lot of uh, a lot of hungry guys that are trying to chase the same uh, uh, same dream. 
and uh, you know it's uh, it's uh, open. So there's some there's some open spots. So there's a lot of guys uh, uh, battling hard, but uh, always trying to be uh, the one you know that uh, battles the hardest and uh, plays the hardest. So uh, uh, it's been pretty good, pretty good so far for me. So Tomas, uh, you, you got 200 games in the NHL. And then you ended up having a bit of a, fair to say, a bit of a tough year last year. Dealt with some injuries last season that kind of derailed some opportunities. But you had a really good playoff and a great experience at the end. Maybe just talk to us a bit bit about, you know, the ups and downs that you went through last season. Maybe made you appreciate the game a bit more. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's actually last uh, uh, in the last three seasons I had two back surgeries, so uh, I missed a lot of a uh, lot of hockey in the last uh, few years. So uh, it's been it's been uh, it's been tough, but uh, you know I always stayed positive and uh, worked really really hard to come back. And uh, last year when I came back, I, I think I had a really strong uh, uh, end of end of the season. You know I started in uh, January, so it was it was tough, but uh, I was ready for it, and uh, I think I showed everybody that. Uh, uh, you know, I'm uh, what kind of player I am, and uh, this is another season, uh, another opportunity for me, you know, to uh, to make another step forward. Did uh, Rich Winter or Ken Holland? Did they both talk to you about maybe the opportunity that was here and what you were going to need to do to uh, stay in the NHL on a full-time basis? Uh, yeah, yeah, both uh, uh, Rich, uh, Rich Winter, and uh, and Kenny. Uh, I talked to both of them uh, before signing, and. Uh, uh, there was, I know there was a couple other teams, but we, uh, uh, we uh, since the beginning, we try, uh, try to uh, to get me here, and uh, uh, you know, uh, I knew Kenny from Detroit, and he knew me, so he's the guy that always believed in me, and uh, was a, um, even though that uh, you know I uh, uh, didn't really, you know, we didn't really, you know. Uh, I would say I didn't have a, a great, great chance in Detroit, you know, to, to show what I what I can do. And uh, but Kenny was always the one that believed in me, and uh, that helped a lot to decide where where my next step is going to go. Even in the scrimmage on Sunday, and then again when we were in Vancouver on Tuesday night, you shot the puck. Like the Oilers have a lot of guys that like to pass. In order to score, you still got to shoot. Uh, and is that part of you, what you do? Is is you shoot? I would I wouldn't say I'm a shooter like uh, but you were active putting yeah. pucks in the net. Yeah, that that's true. I'm trying to shoot more. That's why you've seen me shoot more because I actually that's uh, that's something that I that I uh, was told to do more and uh, I always like to make plays and uh, you know it's uh, it's 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 nice when it, it works but uh, sometimes you just have to you know uh, put the puck on the net and uh, see what happens. So uh, I'm trying to shoot more. Yeah. Favorite player growing up as a kid or favorite couple players you looked up to and maybe a coach or two that helped you along the way uh it's been uh i've i've had many favorite players you know growing up i would just sit in uh, uh behind my computer back home and i would just uh watch youtube videos of uh, all the highlights from nhl and uh i would i would just sit and watch it for a few hours and uh were there any guys that were slovak or czech yeah you know i I can i can name few of them because there was a lot of a lot of guys but uh i always like marion hossa that's a guy i uh, who rich also represented exactly yeah that's that's uh one player I really like. Uh, I, I always liked uh, Datsyuk, and uh, uh, when I was growing up, when I was uh, sorry, when I was younger, I liked Forsberg, and 
It, it was. Uh, I, I, I like. I remember uh, it was a couple of years when I was a big Crosby fan. So it changed, you know, year after year. I, I just uh, just uh, keep, you know, changing it. Okay, uh, and one final one for you. You know, you're in Detroit and Chicago, two pretty good organizations. They had some real good players. But when you've been out, and I don't know how often you've been on the ice with Connor. Uh, but or even if you were in the captain skates with them in that last couple of days before training camp, had you, have you experienced that sort of speed before and that sort of skill and ability? Because he is, I mean, even Sidney Crosby has said there's nothing really quite like it. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's funny. Uh, I he actually reminds me, you know, when I first saw him, it was unbelievable. He reminds me of, uh, you know, when I go play uh, play uh, like a pickup hockey with like bunch of businessmen. That's what I do with them. <laughs> He comes here today in HL and he does it with everybody. So it's it's crazy, you know, uh, uh, the speed he has. But there's few guys with great speed, but uh, he can handle that speed and control his movement and his hands, and uh, it's it's incredible. I've I've been fortunate to play with players such as you know uh, Datsyuk, Zetterberg, uh, Kane, Tave. So a lot of good players, but uh, uh, really good players. But you know he uh, he's probably uh, on top of it. Well, that's the guy that's in the mix on the left-hand side. I know that there's been a couple. Dustin Nielsen's been a guy in town that's been uh, thinking that uh, Tomas Yurko would have a chance on the left side. I think Nygaard's going to get a long look uh, on the left wing as well. Uh, obviously, it helps having that prior history with Ken Holland for Yurko, and he looked pretty good. And Nygaard's going to have to get used to playing a North American ice surface. The Oilers had to improve their overall forward depth and their team speed up front. Um uh, you know, Nygaard can skate. Yurko's a bigger man that can skate. Uh, Josh Archibald is a guy that's uh, fleet of foot as well. Uh, Shan helps him out down the middle. One of the storylines, they need another center. They need somebody to break through. McLeod is an NHL skater. He's got an NHL frame. He's raw. Marodi, not an explosive skater. Smart player, can make plays. Gaetan Haas, haven't seen enough of him. Looked pretty good the first couple days of the captain skates. Uh, had some challenges in the first 25 minutes against Winnipeg the other night. Brad Malone, he is what he is. He's a 17, 18, 19 NHL forward for you. So those are the four centers tonight. At some point, we might see Marcus Granlin in the middle. A guy that would know more about that is going to join us. That's Ben Kuzma coming up from Post Media out of Vancouver. After we tell you, the guests on this show receive gift certificates to Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Visit their Edmonton South, Downtown, Northside, and Sherwood Park locations. Tell Don and the staff at Japanese Village that Oilers Now sent you. This is Oilers Now on a game day live from Rogers Place. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Edmonton in Vancouver tonight here at Rogers Place. A uh, guy that uh, knows the Canucks inside and out joins us right now from Post Media, Ben Kuzma. Hello, Ben. How you doing? Good afternoon. Long time no see. Long yeah. time no hear. Yeah, exactly. Long an hour or so, yeah. yeah. Uh, I know you're always uh, enthralled to see me. Hey, I, I saw you have an extended conversation with Marcus Cranlin. Educate our listeners here. What can the Oilers expect out of him? Um, more than probably what you saw so far and what you may see tonight in, in the preseason, uh, uh, Granlin, he's he's better as once they start playing for keeps. Uh, you know, we talked a little bit at the, at the rink this morning about the fact that, you know, his versatility last year, the uh, Canucks ran into all kinds of problems in the middle. I mean, Beagle got hurt in game six. Uh, Pedersen went down. Brandon Setter went down with one of his major injuries. 
Granlund kind of seamlessly worked in the middle. I mean, he's a winger by trade, but I think what uh, Dave Tippett was talking about this morning uh, that should resonate with Oilers fans is the fact that you've got a guy here who doesn't say much but shows up and, and plays pretty hard. I mean, people forget that he had 19 goals with the Sedins uh, one year, and then a contract year was suddenly on the fourth line as a PK specialist and a shutdown guy. Canucks went from 21st to 11th in the PK uh, last year. He was a big part of it. I know the Oilers slipped from about 19th to 30th at the end of last year. He'll be a big part of that here. He will uh, really make it better. Uh, He's hard on pucks, and then like Tippett said today, uh, there's something else there that um, he might be able to help you and score some goals. And he's good in the shootout, too. He was, I think, 3 for 8 last year uh, with the Canucks. So, in uh, Kenny Holland's grand plan of a half a dozen one-year contracts in your bottom six to figure out what he's got moving forward, uh, Granlin was a, a pretty easy get. What do you think of that grand plan, by the way, Ben? Well, I would never uh, – I think Kenny knows what he's doing. I think he's been around the game a while. <laughs> uh, you know – you know the top the top six. It's a, it's you know what you have. It's 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 what do we have moving forward here? Because you need all four lines. Yep. Uh, I'm not really sure about some guys. Uh, I want to take a look. I have a curiosity about some people. You know, Marcus Groundon's thirty. He's twenty six. He's not thirty six. Right. But uh, but the immediacy of trying to get the team uh, some immediate improvement where it matters most. Uh, he might make the biggest impact in the bottom six because he's going to help you in the PK. Uh, he's going to play hard. He can work in shutdown capacities, too. He did it with Beagle uh, in Vancouver. So I, I would say at best, uh, underrated guy. He never says anything. That's why people hardly ever write about him. I think I'm the only guy who ever talks to him. But uh, don't get the wrong impression about uh, about Granlin. When it comes time to play, play all right the general consensus the owners bring in a second goaltender and smith to you know supplement koskinen they'll probably you know go 45 40 and starts they change the d out a bit they're going to try to have a little bit more transition game and they've worked on their bottom six to complement you know a couple of terrific high-end players what's the give me you got about two minutes here ben what are the key storylines for the vancouver canucks in, in uh, training camp and in preseason here well, I'll give one that goes across the, the broad board of the entire NHL, and that's health. I mean, the top pairing is going to be Edler and Myers. Edler has to stay healthy. Uh, then you've got Quinn Hughes uh, pairing with Chris Tanev, and Tess, Chris Tanev has to stay healthy. You've got Jordy Ben uh, pairing with Troy, Troy Stetcher. It's a better bottom six than it was a year ago. Yep. Uh, that That's a storyline. The other storyline, who's going to score? Uh, two acquisitions in the top six, getting Miller, uh, getting Furland. Miller scored uh, 22 goals in successive seasons with the Rangers. Sometimes he needs a little bit of a kick and you know yep. where to get yep. going. Furland's the same way, 21 goals two years ago in Calgary. That's a big thing. You're talking about the 26th-ranked offense in Vancouver and the 22nd-ranked power play. I can't believe the power play is not going to be in the top half of the league. Uh, with Pedersen in year two, Besser healthy, uh, wherever Quinn Hughes works into it. So in Vancouver, it's health. Uh, better back end. They're pretty happy with the goaltending. Who's going to score? That's why they made those moves in the top six. All right. I mean, they, they, you take a look, uh, you know, put Coles and they stepped up. They took him 10th. He doesn't have a point in seven games over in Russia. And Ole Olevi is uh, a first-rounder from 2016. One pick after, yes, a Paul Yarby. Uh, any update on Olevi health-wise and yeah. early returns on put Coles in? Uh, Yolevi uh, went pretty hard in the prospects camp, got over to Victoria in the main camp, and obviously after 
practice number one in the bag skate, uh, he was in some difficulty, and it was more through exhaustion and just maybe not getting his fitness up to where he wants it after December and knee surgery. Uh, he probably won't play in the police, uh, preseason, so he's going to go directly to Utica. Okay. Uh, this guy got off to a good start last year, but he needs to play some games. Maybe we see him in the second half. But Colson, uh, I didn't like the pick at 10. I was one of the few guys in Vancouver that didn't have him at number 10. Too much uncertainty with a guy with two years left in the K. He played about two minutes uh, the other night, and uh, he's going to have to earn some ice time. I, I would have gone a different direction. Is there any and one final one for you? Any rumblings about Francesco Acolini? This is a yes or no answer. Uh, Francesco Acolini potentially looking at selling the team? Well, that's always been a thing in Vancouver. They say, you know, you can buy the team, but you'll never get the building because uh, the Aquilini uh, Investment Group is all about uh, real estate holdings. It's about sure. buildings like the arena. No, uh, they, they love the team. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an investment for him, but you, you might be able to buy the team, but you'll never get the building, and who's going to buy a team without a building, especially one that's in the middle of downtown? Ben, great stuff. See you tonight. Okay, bud. That's Post Media's Ben Kuzma. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Kerry McCarthy. And for you Oilers fans that uh, loved watching the Oilers in the 80s, we've got a real treat coming up for you. Bruce Buchanan on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.